Sad, 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 What it do, everybody? This is Ed Lover. It's Kim Hudson, the podcast. How's everybody doing, man? It was a, it was one of the weeks for me, man. I hope everybody had a better week. I had a good week, man. I just found out that my man DJ Mark, the 45 King, passed away. And later on in the show today, I'm going to pay some tribute to DJ Mark, the 45 King. Had my hands full. We're doing a lot of stuff. Um, getting ready to go up to New York City. Um... My boy Kurt Flirt is in, in this uh, smoking group. It's a group of cigar smokers called Stogie Boys on the Rocks. They're getting ready to have their black tie event. So I, I told them a long time ago that I hosted for them, but it also gives me a chance to spend some time with my mama. And after everything that happened this week, I think it's a good idea for me to spend some time with my mama. Because some people this week is really bugging the fuck out. All right? And Kimber Hud said, we got to talk about people who are bugging the fuck out. First of all, a young lady that I've known since she was really, really young, I watched her grow up, I watched her mature, I watched her become a parent, I watched her go through, uh, from afar, a marriage to Shannon Brown, and then a divorce from, Mon- from Shannon Brown. I'm talking about Monica. Y'all know Monica, the boy is mine. Y'all know just one of them days, Monica. Y'all know that Monica. Monica came out earlier this week and said she feels like she's one of the most forgotten artists in the history of music. Monica, 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 you bugging the fuck out. Ain't nobody forget about you, Monica. Who the fuck forgot about Monica? You got to be deaf dumb and blind to have forgotten about Monica. Are you fucking crazy? Are you dumb? Monica is you one of the dopest that's ever done it, sister. For the time period when you came through, you came through. You're not forgotten. Who the fuck forgot about Monica? Come on, said. Forgotten about you, Monica? Never. No. But it's never too late for you to keep putting out music. Just keep putting out music. If you don't want people to forget you, keep putting out music. Go find them little niggas that write for Chris Brown and niggas like that. Do records with Todd Dollar Sign. Do records with people that you respect that's new in the business and put out some more music. Ain't nobody fucking forgot about you, Monica. You fucking crazy. You know who people forgot about? Reby Jackson. That's who the fuck they forgot about. Reby's more forgettable than Tito. But Tito was one of the five. So niggas ain't gonna never forget Tito, but Reby? That centipede shit? Centipede! We forgot about that. Do me a favor, Krista Camp. Play me, like, real quick snippets of, like, three, four Monica joints real quick.
I appreciate that. Forgot about Monica. Now play Centipede, a little bit of Centipede by Reby Jackson. See, y'all are that Chris and Cam, my producers, they ain't never fucking heard Centipede a day in their life. That People forgot about that. Yeah, maybe Skilo. I wish I was a little bit tall, tall. I play a little Skilo. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl with a good, I would call her. I wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six-four ball. I wish I had a brand new car. So far, I got this hatchback. And everywhere I go, your wife gets laughed at. And when I'm in my car, I'm laid back. I got an A-track and a spare tire in the back seat, but that's flat. And you want to know what's really whack? See, I can't even get a date, so what you think of that? I heard that prom night is a bomb night with a hood ratchet and old type of Rico. Figaro, when in my car, I can't even get a hello. Well, so many people want a cruise Might have forgotten that, nigga. But Monica? Come on, Monica. Not stopping, Monica. Monica, stop, Monica. I love you, Monica. Don't you ever say you're the most forgotten artist in, 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 in history. Nah. Nah. We, we love you, people, you know. I don't know. There's people that's been forgotten. You ain't, you ain't, you not, you not one of them. You're not one of them. Pete Best, the nigga that was in the Beatles and then quit the Beatles. They even forgot that nigga. He's synonymous with what not to do. <laughs> That nigga was in the Beatles and quit, and then the Beatles blew the fuck off. All of them niggas became multi-millionaires. See, that's the only reason why we remember Pete best. Come on. Everybody knows Monica. Stop that shit, yo. Come on, Monica. We love you, Monica. Come on now. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. And speaking of bullshit, y'all, I don't know if you think that I'm capping when I say this, but I'm not. Popeyes is bringing back the Cajun turkey in time for Thanksgiving. You can pre-order the motherfucker right now. I'm telling you, get the shit. Because if it's anything like them sweet and spicy wings that they advertise on TV, every time you go there, they don't never have the motherfuckers. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with y'all at Popeyes. They don't never have them sweet. I've been trying to try, trying to try, them sweet and spicy wings Ever since this shits came out. And they ain't never got them. This shit is some fucking bullshit. Now, if you want to try that turkey, and I suggest you do, because I've had it. I went and got one. We had one for Thanksgiving at the Lover household, and the shit was delicious. You know my wife had to put the zang zang on the motherfucker, but it was still delicious. So if you want to try that shit, try that. 
And then McDonald's got uh, the McFlurry coming out, the Halloween theme McFlurry. So get one of them too while you're on the road, you know, because they usually at McDonald's and a Popeye somewhere in the vicinity of each other. So try that shit too. But you better have some candy at your house on Halloween or you're going to get a McFlurry of eggs at your fucking front door. That's what I know about that. There's so much bullshit going on, y'all. Why are people fucking with Young Jock, yo? Young Jock sat and he did an interview and he said that he don't want to perform at a gay club. He said, I wouldn't want to perform at a gay club. Then a gay club, a gay dude, I don't know the dude's name, came out and said, well, who would want to book you? Stop acting like Young Jock ain't had no hits, nigga. Stop that. Meet me in the trap. It's going down. Play me a little bit of that shit. That shit was fire right there, son. And the joint that he jumped on when he was on a uh, 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 T-Pain joint. Remember the joint Young Jack jumped on with T-Pain? Play me a little of that. We don't have fun. You don't see. On that patron, you should get like me. I'm a Yeah, Young Jock is known mostly nowadays for being a reality star ass nigga, but don't act like Young Jock is whack. And why can't a motherfucker say what they uncomfortable with? Why do y'all always think that somebody's anti if somebody says that they're uncomfortable? He didn't say that he's homophobic and he's never done anything. To prove that, he just said, I don't feel comfortable performing. Why can't he say that? Why do y'all always got to take some shit, gay community, and turn it into some other kind of shit? It is. It is what the fuck it is. Why do you always got to make too much? It ain't. It is not even that fucking serious to be going back and forth with him. You know he got a radio show and shit. He do a show. He had to fill calls on this shit. This is, you niggas is bugging. Leave that man the fuck alone. If he don't feel comfortable, fine. Boozy said he wouldn't do it for 250000 Y'all ain't say shit to Boozy because y'all pretty much know Boozy don't give a fuck. Boozy don't. Speaking of Boozy, Boozy got to be out of his goddamn my come on, son. Boozy, how you gonna say online 
You made a video that you lost a white diamond chain and say you give somebody $10,000 to give it back. The fucking chain costs more than $10,000, bro. For real, Boozy? Or was it, you know what I'm saying? Was it a Fugazi chain that you just want the shit back? I'm quite sure it wasn't, Boozy. I seen you in a strip club throwing money, my nigga. God damn. You made a whirlwind. I made it rain. You made it hurricane. You had a Category 10 hurricane going on in that bitch that day in Onyx in Atlanta. So, Boozy, for you to drop a diamond chain and then tell somebody that you're going to give them 10 grand for it back, the way you be spending money outwardly and openly, nigga, that's at least 50 racks. If I found that you wanted it back, it's 50 racks. Or it's going around my neck, and I'm having that bitch appraised. First thing I'm doing is having it appraised. And then when I find out what it's worth, that's what it's going to cost you, maybe a fraction a half or a quarter of what you paid for. Ten grand, nigga, you fucking, you are out of your fucking bird-ass brain. Speaking of niggas that's out of their brain, Jussie Smollett, this nigga, man. This is the more, he's a whore for attention. It just, shit just don't stop. You got found guilty in Chicago being a lying motherfucker, which everybody knew that she was lying. You single-handedly fucked up the TV show, by yourself, you fucked that whole show up. Your man ain't been same to since. Brasier, he ain't been the same since. He just keep fucking getting arrested. I wish him the best. Brasier ain't been the same since. Brasier, he ain't been the same. Terrence Howard moved on. Of course, Taraji P. Henson being the dopest that she is, she moved on. Everybody just had to move on because you fucked that fucking show up. And now, instead of just fading into the background, minding your own little business, just shutting the fuck up, here you come again, Jesse. Oh, Jesse just checked himself in the rehab. So fucking what, Duke? So fucking what? Who gives a fuck, son? You're a lying motherfucker. Your rep said you checked yourself in the rehab. You ain't had to tell nobody that. Jada-ass motherfucker. Hungry. Hungry, hungry hippo, motherfucker, you old Jada ass nigga. I ain't talking about Jada Kiss. I'm talking about the Jada with the big mouth. Jada Pinkett Smith. Smith and Wesson, teach you a lesson. If I cock back, better say your blessings. Better get your last rights. Because this light might be the last shit you see tonight. This nigga's a whore for attention. If I'm going to rehab, I don't need my fucking... Rep to tell everybody, just go, nigga. You need to go anyway. And while you in there, I hope the only movie they let you watch is Liar Liar from Jim Carrey, motherfucker. <laughs> Dippity doodah ass nigga, man. That, can't, that nigga talk too much, man. Going into rehab. Who gives a fuck if you're going to just go, nigga? Why you got to tell everybody, oh, I, uh, rehab. Uh, my rep is telling everybody. Nigga, shut up, nigga. You don't need to tell every fucking body. Did y'all see that shit on Instagram where Will act like he's going to respond to his wife's bullshit or his estranged wife because they ain't been together for seven fucking years living in the same spot. I don't see how you still call that a marriage. The bitch said she was surprised when Will called her his wife. So this nigga says, uh, I'm going to, you know, my official response. And then he sneezed and then the world just went sucked up. Around them, it was like some cool looking shit. It really was, but we're still waiting for you to say something, my nigga. I, I just take it that you just, you're not gonna say shit. You ain't gonna say shit. I'm, I'm just gonna take it that way. You ain't gonna say shit. 
My nigga Drake just had another number one album. You know, much to my chagrin, I don't really care for the album. Funny shit is, I ain't going to tell y'all about the conversation I had with somebody on the DMs about Drake's album because I said I wasn't going to put it out there. But big homie, you already know what it is. Man, you had a spirited debate. We we agreed to disagree very respectfully, and I respect the shit out you, homie. And you know, you know who you are. That's all I'm going to say about that. But Drake's father got caught like at the airport, and he was asked how come Drake hasn't said nothing at all about the Hamas and Israel war that's going on, being that Drake is Jewish. I don't know if y'all know that or not, but Drake is he's Jewish. His mother is Jewish. His father is Larry Graham from Sly and the Family Stone, and one in a million. Can't play me a little one in a million by Larry Graham. Someone was saying I loved you to me. Oh, one in a million chance of a lifetime and life show compassion and sin to me. That was a fucking hit in the 70s, son. That's his uncle. His father is Larry Graham's brother. So that's where he got the Aubrey shit from and all of that, right? So that's Drake Pops, you know, was like, well, he ain't say shit because, you know, you damned if you do, you damned if you don't. If he come out and say something looking even remotely in support of the Palestinian people, he going to get drugged. If he come out and he say something in support, like I stand with Israel or something, then he going to lose fans on both sides, okay? And, you know, and plus he don't want to say shit because, you know, Joe Button is listening and then Jada Pinkett going to say that was her opinion. <laughs> So the, sometimes the best thing to do is to shut the fuck up. You don't hear Jordan saying shit, and he ain't going. He ain't going to say nothing. Anybody in that position got the thirteenth number one album in their career. He ain't, he ain't going to say shit. Drake ain't going to say shit. He is Jewish as they come, and the motherfucker just ain't going to open his mouth and say a goddamn thing. And can I say that I blame him? No, I cannot. For sure. I could blame him on that weak-ass album, but I can't. Hey, listen, if people push that bitch to number one, so be it. It ain't for me. Now, my nigga Dame Diggity, Harlem's very own Dame Dash, came out this week, and my nigga said that he is down to squash his beef with Jay-Z. That's what he said on his CEO podcast. He's like, listen, I'm down to sit down with Jay and talk about our differences and squash this shit. But the first thing we got to do is talk about the people that helped us get here that did not make money. And I think he's talking about a lot of the artists that they had that they left by the wayside. Because Jay is a billionaire. Dame still got some bread. But a lot of them, you know, there's a lot of struggle going on a lot of about around the rest of them. And that shit was a family. And it was not supposed to go down like that. And shit wasn't supposed to break up. 
you know, people just get fucked up sometimes when shit get fucked up. Look at like some of the people that was down with Diddy and Bad Boy. You know, Diddy and Bad Boy ain't what it was, but who came out smelling like roses? Diddy. And speaking of fucking Diddy, this nigga's trying to throw this nigga under the bus like crazy, trying to tie him in to the whole Keefy D situation. Her defense is looking. Her defense is looking hard. But we're going to see what happens with that. But let's get back to this Dame and Jay-Z shit. It just bothers me to see that separation between them two because they were good for each other. And I don't give a fuck who gets on what. You know, Irv Gotti talking about Jay don't need nobody. He might not have needed nobody at the point where you came into the picture fucking with Jay or when Jay started making records and, you know, Dear Summer, he was dropping a joint every summer and blasting all shit. But Irv, you know for a fact, you and Rule were outselling Jay for a lot of y'all run. You know that, nigga. I know it, and I'll give you kudos for that. Y'all were the best-selling thing on Def Jam at one point. You were selling more than X at one point and Jay-Z, right? But there was a point when Jay needed Dame to step in and be the bad guy that he did not want to be. Biggs was always the quiet dude in the background, in them streets, doing his thing, right? That was Biggs, 100%. Emery was locked up. Tata was there. But you can't say that Jay did not fucking need Dame. Dame was just a bigger part as for as a successful Rockefeller than anybody else was. Just as, just as much of a part of the success as Jay-Z. Jay had the rhymes. Jay had the skills. Of course, Jay could pick his own producers and all of that. But somebody needed to be what Dame was to Jay. He need, they needed each other. They fed off of each other. That's why the shit ain't what it was because them two ain't together. So it ain't going to never be what it was. That was a time in history that can never be repeated. That was just a wonderful time. But for them two not to be talking and... This shit is whack to me, and it's been too long, and, and I hope them niggas can get together, and I hope they can talk about their differences because y'all built something so fucking beautiful and so organic and so original, fam, that it don't, it don't need to be two separate entities, man. Y'all are grown. Times have changed. I get it. I get it. You grow apart, but that shit bothers me, man. Can you play me some, some Rockefeller shit? Like for when Dame and Jay was together and they was just ruling the fucking world. Can you play me some Rockefeller shit, please? Shit, relax your mind, let your conscience be free. You're now rolling with them thugs from the ROC. Seagull, seagull in the house. Uh-huh. Sick bastard. Yeah. Get your wig pushed uh-huh. back. By the uh-huh. wig pushed back. Big in the house. Still here, never left. Still uh-huh. bust, more or less. Still puff, uh-huh. uh-huh. bitch. Young over in the house. Chica. Yeah. Chris sip a six dip a wrist glitter, nigga. Hold up, love. Every time you see Jigger, man, I'm rolling on dubs. Don't forget about them blaze shit, chopping it up. It's the motherfucking rock, bitch. You hotter than us. J Ho, about to change my name to J Peso. But in the meantime, call me where you may so. On a platinum Yamaha, I got that engine gunning. Throwing it up like liquor on the empty stomach. Come on, side, side. Here's some big news. McDonald's is dropping two sauces, two brand new sauces to McDonald's, sweet and spicy jam and mambo sauce. Now, sweet and spicy jam will go great with breakfast, in my opinion. You know 
I got to have something on one of the biscuits. And sweet and spicy jam sounds absolutely delicious to me on a biscuit. I'm, I'm sorry. I like to add something spicy to my McDonald's breakfast pick. How about you? Wouldn't you like to add spicy to your favorite McDonald's breakfast pick? Or are you kind of like a hot sauce in your bag type of person like me? Well, then Mambo Sauce and Sweet and Spicy Jam both pack a kick. What McDonald's items would you like to add some spice to? I can think of french fries. I can think of a million things. I can think of the chicken sandwich, a whole lot of other things. These two are only available until November 12th. Are you going to try them while you can? Well, you should. What's your go-to McDonald's sauce? What's your favorite go-to Mickey D's sauce? It's very rare that McDonald's expand the sauce menu. So are you going to swap Mambo or Sweet and Spicy Jam for your usual? Well, that's what you need to do. Check it out for a limited time at McDonald's. Tough? It's in your DNA. It drives your resilience. Even when they told you that you couldn't, you did what no one else could because you're different from the rest. Every day you work hard to conquer challenges, making the impossible happen. And tomorrow, you'll do it all over again with a truck that's just as tough as you. Explore the best Ford truck for you today at Ford.com. Built Ford Tough. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is being brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you know you're getting the real deal. Whether you're looking for a head-turning handbag or watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gym, or sneakers and streetwear that makes every step feel fly. It's like the first time I was looking for them Jordan 1s, like when they really came out and I couldn't get my hands on them. And it was something about that sneaker that I always wanted to have because I never got it in the very, very, very beginning. I fell in love with that sneaker. And when I finally got it, oh, baby. These days, to know for sure you're getting a real deal, go straight to eBay when you're searching. Just look for that blue check mark. It will say authenticity guarantee. That means when you buy it, you can be confident that it's authenticated by real experts. You got to get it from eBay because then you know you got the real deal. Now you know that when something is limited and you can't find it, you can find it on eBay. Listen, when you're finally ready to buy, that thing that you love, you have to make sure you're not going to catch a fake. They're everywhere, and it's really tough to tell the difference for yourself. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, that's easy. So again, look for the blue check mark. That way, when it hits your doorstep, not only do you know it's real, but that feeling you get when you put it on is also for real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Come on, son, son. Shit crazy, man. Shit crazy. Can we talk about my homeboy who's in, look like a bag of shit just fell in his lap? And I hope this is only for his association. So, DJ Envy. That's my nigga. I'm not going to say, what I'm about to say is not disparaging about DJ Envy. I don't know if the feds have any proof that DJ Envy stole these people's money in this real estate scam. But it's for sure that his business partner, Cesar Pena, and flipping New Jersey was stealing money, up to $17 million from these people. I don't know if any of this money ever got funneled to Envy, so I'm not going to say that it did. It's for the feds who just raided Power 105 in New York 
looking for Envy's computers and laptops. They took every fucking thing. If there's any correspondence, it don't even have to be there for them to see it. They'll pull that shit up for, from two, three years ago. And if there's any indication that Envy was getting money with Cesar Pena on these deals, Envy's in a lot of trouble. I don't think it's fact. I don't think it's fact. I'm going to give Envy the benefit of the doubt. But what it is right now is your career is in jeopardy. It really is. Because if the feds came up in that station, bro, I know this. Because when I got in trouble back in the days, the only thing that saved me was when I had that fight in that club and I hit that young lady, I was protecting my wife. So morally, I had a ground to stand on, but they could have still fired me on moral grounds. This is too much heat on your show. It's too much heat on iHeart. Maybe you made a bad decision in trusting this dude. Maybe you made a bad decision in saying, we going to teach y'all real estate and how to flip houses and how to make money. Maybe that's the case. That very well could be the fucking case. And, but I think... You need to make some apologies for a bad judgment on who you chose to do business with because you vetted them. And if you watch the people that's talking on it, especially on the news in New York and New Jersey and other places, it's becoming a national story because you are a national figure. People are saying we went to these seminars, we paid our money for the seminars, and which you benefited off, and you can't say that you didn't, right? And we believed in this way of doing business because you co-signed it. 850000 from one person, 350000 for another person, 45000 50000 here. I almost invested 50000 because I was like, shit, Envy out here getting money, and I don't know shit about flipping these houses, so maybe I'll throw 50000 over to him and his man Caesar and give me a 30% return on my investment. But the money was going out and wasn't shit fucking coming in. So even if you didn't steal the money, envy you guilty by association because nobody heard of that nigga until you co-signed him, bro. You co-signed him. You can't stand next to a nigga and then when the shit hit the fan say, I wasn't with that shit. You was with the shit. Whether you benefited off the deals or off the seminars. You was with that shit. And instead of saying, well, you I know I watched the clips of you and Charlemagne, respect to both of y'all because y'all never shitted on me, saying, well, I can't say this, but I can say I didn't steal any money from anybody. You should be apologizing to people because you're the one that drew them in. Let me tell y'all a quick story. And I'm not disparaging Envy. I'm just stating the facts and, and what I think. Envy, you know I love you. I will never disrespect you, dog. You've never disrespected me. All I'm saying is shit looked bad because you stood next to this dude. And if you didn't do anything, you need to say, I'm sorry that I ever met this motherfucker. And I'm sorry I ever stood next to this motherfucker. Let me tell you a story that happened to me and Drake. When we were on Hot 97, I can't remember the diet pill company that came to us for an endorsement. And that's what I mean about your endorsement means something. They came to us for an endorsement. And I think they was going to pay like $1,000 a week or something like that. Endorsement money was great back then. And when they came to me, I was like, what the fuck do I need to be endorsing a diet pill for? Look at me. My waist is a 34. 
I look stupid doing that. Ask Dre about it. So I had this thing with me that I wouldn't endorse shit unless I knew 100% that it was legit. Dre takes it through the radio station. They buy time. Dre takes it. He's cutting commercials for it. He's doing all this shit. Then they come to find out later on that this shit had something in it called Fen-Fen, and it was killing people. Now, it ain't Dre's fault that that happened, but he didn't vet that company 100% before he put his name behind it. Mind you, he never lost no fucking weight because he never took the shit himself. But the point of the matter is, if you say something is good, your influence carries a lot of weight, and people are going to listen to you. So I don't know if you've done it or not yet, but if you have not, you need to go on the news and apologize for your association with him because people knew about him, including me, and I didn't invest any money, and including a lot of people that knew about this dude because you co-signed him, homie. You co-signed him. That's like me co-signing anything. If it don't work out, that's my fault. I should have vetted it better. That's my bad, son. That's your bad for introducing people to C's opinion. It's your bad. This nigga's a thief, son. For real. And I'm telling you this out of love, homie. I'm not telling you this out of no hate. I'm not telling you this for nothing else except that that's what people are saying and that's what people are looking at you like. Like you can't run away from this shit because you introduced this to him. You had the nigga on the breakfast club talking about how people can make money flipping houses. All of that. That wasn't Charlemagne's deal. That was your deal. And now this shit is getting nasty. They're getting nasty. So you got you got to make a public statement saying, shit, I didn't know. You might not have known. I believe you didn't know. I believe I believe in innocence until proven guilty. I straight believe that you ain't know. I believe that shit. You ain't know that shit. Because that's not even your character, bro. That's not an Envy's character, y'all. So I believe Envy didn't know shit about that. Believe me, I, I believe this shit. You know who's a fucking crab-ass nigga, y'all? And I don't mind saying it because fucking I ain't got his money. And what are you going to do to me? I'm saying it out loud. This is just my opinion. And on this podcast, I'm allowed to have my fucking opinion. Elon Musk is a crab-ass nigga, yo. This old plastic face motherfucker, man. This is the reason why I'm not on Twitter or X anymore. Now this nigga want to charge people who have unverified accounts. He already charging people a dollar a year. It don't matter. I'm going to tell you why it don't matter. It ain't like he only going to get $10. It ain't only 10 people using this shit. And people want to get on it. First, we don't even like the X name. I told you this before, motherfucker. We ain't feeling that X shit. All right? So get that shit out of here. Brother, call it Twitter. Is what the fuck it was. It had the little blue bird. It was cute. We we coined terms now. We sent out tweets. What you sending out? X's? That shit don't even sound right. All right? First, you try to charge people to be verified. So that means anybody with two cents to rub together can be verified. That ain't what verification meant. Verification was special. It meant that you are who you say you are. That the motherfucker that got the 70,000 followers whose name is Ludacris is actually been verified that that is Ludacris's account. You want to open that up to everybody to get the blue check. Then you want to charge motherfuckers for it like you don't have enough money already. I'll be damned 
if I'm going to let a billionaire charge me to talk with anybody on his fucking platform. Fuck your platform, you plastic face bitch. Fuck out of here, son. Ain't nobody trying to be, y'all just, if you're not providing no service that we can really sink our teeth into or we feel like it's good for us as society as a whole, we got to stop giving these motherfuckers our money, man. So I'd be goddamn if Elon Musk is getting a fucking red dime out of me for this fucking X shit. I canceled my shit. I ain't on that shit no more. Especially because when the shit first came down and somebody stole my account, there was nobody over there to help me, even when it was Twitter. So fuck out of here. Now, Cardi B just came up on my radar, too. Play me something by Cardi B, y'all. What the fuck these bitches talking about, man? I mean, who's telling us what? What? Look, ain't no bitch finna front on me. Bad body bitch with the jumbo teeth. Yell on my guinea like a bumbo bee. Girl, nobody listen to you unless you're talking about me. It's always a bird trying to see shit. To offend it when I be on defense. That's who worry about me and my nigga. You should worry about the nigga you're asleep with. Mm. Face is given and never not gave. Been to Atlanta, but bitches ain't brave. Hot bitches mad, I'm the number one pick. It's funny, your nigga the one that's a trade. Bitches is mad, stupid. They get to the bag and lose it. I'm still in the bed, I live on her head. Water and gas included. Brr. Bitches don't wanna go Birkin for Birkin. Bitches ain't got enough hits for verses. Bitches be acting so different in person. Cardiac friends, I can see when she nervous. This shit is a circus, I'm dipping detergent. I'm sick of the nurses, my whip got the curtains. I'm just out in Hermes. A bitch said my name, that she number one trend. And I did you a service, bitch. I loves me some fucking Cardi B. Cardi B came up on my radar because she was having problems with internet troll. People was trolling the shit out of Cardi B and it fucking pissed her off, right? So Cardi is like, you know what? Fuck this shit, yo. I'm tired of this shit. Let me tell you what Cardi B said. There you go. I got it right here. I got the article in front of me. My producer sent me this. My other producer, she sent me this shit. Say Cardi B claims there's no album coming after a spat with trolls. Cardi B fans are very disappointed after Cardi B announced that she will not be dropping her new album after an online fight with trolls. She said in her rant, I don't give a fuck, fuck all y'all. Y'all can call me Mexican, bring me down, hurt my feelings, talk shit about everything. This is why I don't release music. She continued, I just want to pull a bullet in my head. She added, I don't want to do music there's no album. You mean to tell me that you nasty motherfucking little bitches and niggas affected Cardi that much that you want to put a bullet in her head? That scares me. It scares me. Cardi, take your time and get your mental right. Play me another joint by Cardi B. Some bitches move culture out the car seat. Got these hoes nervous, I can spit it to their heartbeat. Super valid, anytime I link Cali. Planning plaques hang on every wall in my palace. Clips don't push to anybody speaking malice. Fashion icon, couple million for my stylist. Five number ones, you got five number nuns. Sleeping on Cardi, all that napping shit done. Off with your head, all that capping shit done. And I got Hollywood waiting when this rapping shit done. I get big paper, so I deal with big haters. Got it out the mud. They ain't do me no favors Got it at the club They ain't do me no favors Cardi this, Cardi that Make me more famous Big paper So I deal with big haters Big, big paper So I deal with big haters I get big paper So I deal with big haters Got it at the mud They ain't do me no favors 
Get your mental right. You need to take a break off of social media. And one of the reasons why I respected the shit out of you is because you were one of the first stars before you were a star to jump on social media and really be engaged with your fan base. Now they got you to the point where you're saying, I don't give a fuck, fuck all y'all. That's crazy. I want to put a bullet in my head. I just want to put a bullet in my head. Think about your two kids, Cardi. For real, we love you. I don't want to do music. There's no album. They don't do it. Take a fucking break and stay off of the internet. Because these motherfuckers will drive you crazy. They think they know every fucking thing and they don't know shit. And if we want to hear some music from a female perspective, we'll keep listening to Drake. <laughs> I'm fucking around. I'm a Drake fan. I'm just fucking around. I know somebody going to be like, uh-oh. Somebody going to slide in my DMs behind that shit. Why are you fucking with Drake? You jealous because Drake got a 767. And you, I fly first class too, nigga. I ain't got no plane. I'm just fucking playing. God damn, troll ass niggas. Why don't y'all go get you a glass of drink, a Drake and drink it? Wash it down. You so fucking Drake heavy. Damn, I can't make a joke about Drake. Play me another Cardi B record, son. I know I'm blessed. Everybody wanna be gang. Ain't no spots left. Bad bitch contest. It wouldn't be a contest. Ooh, smoking dope. I'm connected. I don't know what's longer than my blacklist or my checklist. I don't know what's called them in my heart or my necklace. Pretty when I wake up, I'm a bad bitch at breakfast. Still my slide on the it's electric. Hating didn't work, so they lied. So they lied. These bitches looking hurt and they fried and they fried. I know they wouldn't miss them if they died. Tell them move, move, move. New Chanel on my body, it's a boost. I'm so popping, I don't ever gotta get introduced. One thing I never call a bitch for. In other news, like I told y'all at the top of this, my man DJ Mark the 45 King passed away this week. Complications of a stroke. Premier put a very nice tribute to Mark the 45 King up. If y'all don't know who DJ Mark the 45 King was, he actually produced the first Gangstar record before Premier got into the group Gangstar. I know Mark the 45 King from back in the days on 29th Street and 113th Avenue where I grew up. He came to my block party, and he wanted to get on and DJ with 45s. And I watched this dude. Back, scratch, scratch, spin back, everything on 45s. So carry 45s with him. That's how he got the name DJ Mark, the 45 King. This is the dude that is responsible for the music that propelled me into everybody's mind that's 40 and better. The music for the Ed Lover Dance, the 900 number, was produced by DJ Mark, the 45 King. DJ's cools let me clear my throat. Da 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 da. Produced that music was produced by DJ Mark the Forty Five King. There's other elements of cooling the gang and shit in there, but that main body da 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 is the nine hundred number by DJ Mark the Forty Five King. DJ Mark the Forty Five King was part of Flavor Unit. He produced Ladies First. He produced Princess of the Posse for Queen Latifah. DJ Mark the 45 King produced Hard Knock Life for Jay-Z. And he also produced Stan for Eminem. Give me a little bit of Ladies First. Give me some of Hard Knock Life. Give me some of Stan. As we remember one of our members of the fraternity of hip-hop, DJ Mark the 45 King. 
and you got to play the 900 number. May you rest in eternal peace, my brother. We're going to miss you. God bless you. The ladies will kick it. The rhyme it is wicked. Those that don't know how to be pros get evicted. A woman could bear you, break you, take you. Now it's time to rhyme. Can you relate to a sister's open up to make you holler and scream? Hey, yo, let me take it from here, queen. Excuse me, but I think I'm about to to get into precisely what I am about to do. I'm conversating to the folks who have no whatsoever clue. So listen very carefully as I break it down for you. Merrily, 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 merrily. Hi, hi, happy, overjoyed. Please, with all the beats and rhymes my sisters have employed. Look at me throwing down the sound. Totally a yes. Let me state the position. Ladies first. Yes? Yes. From standing on the corners popping To driving some of the hottest cars New Yorkers ever seen For dropping some of the hottest verses rappers ever heard From the dope spot with the smoke block Thinking the murder scene You know me well from nightmares of a lonely cell My only hell but since when y'all niggas know me to fail Fuck nah, we all my niggas with the rubber grips Or shots, and if you with me mama rub on your tits And what not Dear Slim, you still ain't called a road. I hope you have a chance. I ain't mad. I just think it's fucked up, you the man to fans. If you didn't want to talk to me outside the concert, you didn't have to. But you could have signed an autograph for Matthew. That's my little brother, man. He's only six years old. We waited in the blistering cold for you for four hours and you just said no. That's pretty shitty, man. You're like his fucking idol. He wants to be just like you, man. He likes you more than I do. I ain't that mad, though I just don't like being lied to Remember when we met in Denver? You said if I write you, you would write back See, I'm just like you in a way I never knew my father neither He used to always cheat on my mom and beat her That's going to do it for the Ed Lover Kibbutz side, the podcast. What it do, y'all? Y'all keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about you next week. Be good if you can't be good. Be careful if you can't be careful. Nigga, baby, Mark the 45 King. Until the next time we ride together, slide together, laugh out loud together. Ed Lover, Krista, Cam P, saying God bless each and every one of y'all. Thank y'all for tuning us in and not tuning us out. We give you the goodish or the good shit, and never the bullshit. Right here on Kibbutz, son, the podcast. Love your morning cooked food. So please take care of yourselves. And until next week, Kibbutz, son, get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. This episode of Come On Son, the podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by Cam Quotes and Krista Hayes. Recorded out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast brought to you by Ed Lover. Come on, son, son.